Why, hello. My name is Dr. Joshua Walrich, and welcome to my podcast, Willing to be Wrong. For those of you who don't know me, I am an NHS surgical doctor, author, and unintended influencer, currently on a year out from the hospitals to study for a nutrition master's. My debut book, Food Isn't Medicine, is due to be released on the 15th of April, and in it I talk about the complex nature of weight and health and the principles of health at every size, why the phrase food is medicine is actually harmful, and then I debunk a whole load of Nutribollocks, from juice fasts, curing cancer, or just the standard carbs make you fat. If any of that resonates with you, it is currently available for pre-order, but without further ado, please let me introduce my guest for this episode, Callie Thorpe. Callie is a speaker, writer and model, and most recently was featured on the front cover of Cosmopolitan magazine. This cover received a frustratingly predictable amount of stigmatizing backlash, and in this episode Callie gives an incredibly candid account of how the response impacted both her mental and physical health. Let's not talk about how it's taken us an hour to go via <laughs> different platforms and different methods of starting this podcast. Yes. Um, and instead, let me ask you, how are you? Currently, stress level is a six <laughs> because Out of, of this, <laughs> like a 10. Okay, 10. that's fine. That's then. reasonable. Yeah. I think it's all right. Um, but other than that, I am actually okay. I'm feeling better than I have been lately. I feel like I'm more, I don't know, I feel in a better place. Good. I was struggling a bit earlier in lockdown um, mm. and like kind of Christmas and beginning of January just with mental health and everything. But I'm actually feeling quite good. And I think it's probably because spring is on its way and the weather changing. I think I definitely um, feel better when the weather's good. So, yeah, I feel good. Yeah, it, it being lighter outside earlier makes mm. see, it just makes such a huge difference, doesn't it? And just generally being yeah. able to go for go for the mandated walks um with some sort of sunshine exactly rather than gloomy gray hood up all Rain. of that kind of stuff exactly yeah. so I slightly pre-warned you but essentially mm. uh, my my kind of thinking with this podcast is that I'm quite hesitant to pre-prepare questions mm. it's hard to say pre-prepare um because I think conversations in real life are rarely ever that way yeah um you tend not to go and meet a friend and be like I have a list of things I would like to talk to you about today and uh, <laughs> we're going to get through them whether you like it or not. Um, and so I have a couple of things that I think generally topics I would love to talk to you about. Yeah. But I want this to be kind of just quite flowing if possible. Is that all right? Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm down for that. Awesome. Well, what I would like to ask you about first, if I can, because mm. um, mm. it'd be really silly not to, is the, um, is the Cosmopolitan cover. Um, because for those of you for those of you listening I don't know why you're giggling what are you talking about this was a totally non-controversial solid no easy, easy no subject biggie. exactly no biggie no nothing um, yeah for those people listening who are unaware uh Callie was uh, one of the how many different people were there four or five there was a there was three on the cover myself okay. and two others and yep. then 11 total which was in the magazine Ah, uh, okay. Because there were lots of different front covers that I saw pictures yeah, of, weren't there? They were covers as such, but they weren't the cover of the magazine. They were um, uh, okay. individual images inside the mag. It was a very interesting experience, I must say. So for, yeah. for people who haven't seen it and might have no idea what I'm talking about, can you explain what the uh, how that came about? How were you were you contacted? What what was that all about? Yeah. So weirdly, I was contacted and actually tried to talk myself out of it because I was kind of shocked that I'd been contacted because I felt like 
I didn't really have any authority in what I thought was going to be about fitness and wellness and well-being. Um, and then actually, like after speaking to like the editor and the few people in the Cosmo team, they were like, the whole point of this feature is to show that health and well-being and wellness isn't like one particular thing. And, um, you know, hmm. the fact that I speak about kind of eating disorder, recovery, mental health, um, like taking care of myself and well-being in general across my platform in a very natural way. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not an athlete by any means, but I love to cycle. I love to swim. And I share a lot of that on my platform. Um, and so that's why they reached out. And so it was very weird for me because I was like, I genuinely was like, am I the right person for this? You know, I, th- I could have listed off like five, 10 plus size athletes that I could have thought would have been, you know, good for the cover. But that was the whole point of it, they said, was that they wanted it to be a mix of people with different experiences and backgrounds. Hmm. Um, and yeah, that's how it came around. And I was, I was very, obviously very happy. I mean, when you do something like this, it's, it's in your in a career like that I'm in, it was huge to have to do this. Um, but I definitely had imposter syndrome and thought, oh, I don't know if I deserve this. But it was, it was very interesting. And um, as you know, caused quite a controversy. Which really, what? We always, Re- yeah. why? Ooh. Why would that? Yeah. <laughs> so for those who haven't actually seen it, the quote on the front was and i've I brought up um on my on my other screen here um this is healthy exclamation mark mm. 11 women on see i could have just pre-read it and then i would have known it was 11 rather than having to ask you um 11 women on why wellness doesn't have to be one size fits all yeah which to me sounds very solid i don't really like yeah. personally that's like okay cool um yeah i think it's really interesting that the vast majority of conversations around this that i've seen haven't included any of the people that were on the magazine um yeah so all of the conversations i've seen are people discussing it between themselves you know thinking of themselves experts and discussing why it can't have been healthy and blah 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 blah. yeah i haven't seen anyone actually ask anyone that was a part of the magazine what the message was what was the purpose of that and everyone's just making assumptions so they also didn't read the magazine can i just say hashtag read it before you bloody start but as usual no one ever does that um let's talk about the cover and the title Mm. so Mm. this is healthy was what caused the controversy the general kind of feel from my audience and from other people was that this is so empowering. This is such a great thing to see in January because usually we're bombarded with, you know, here's 15 ways to change yourself by the summer. Here's the, you know, new year, new me, all of that, which is very common for magazine covers in January. Um, At the beginning, everyone was very, very positive. And I, you know, I have got a lot of controls on my... um, on my Instagram so I don't actually see a lot of hate anyway because I block a lot of words so I just protect myself on that kind of base level Mm. but as the time progressed uh, and it started to build traction um, lots of experts decided to pop in which were a lot most of the time most of the hot takes I have to say were from like fitness experts or people working in the wellness field or occasionally I had some doctors um and like just generally people that were very like kind of either like weight loss focused or something like that or you know some rela- in some relation to that um and it started to progress that I started to get tagged in things which were people were making like these kind of uh, uh reactionary videos where they were talking about Cosmo and why Cosmo was basically like the devil and that this was disgusting and this was promoting obesity and 
many of the conversations led around the idea of the that they didn't mind <laughs> the best of it was they didn't mind that me and it was particularly just me and Jessamine that got were targeted, which is another thing I think is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. There was a just, just of the us, two fat women. Just nothing, the two, yeah. yeah, just the two of us. So it was like very obvious where people's issues like they had issues with because a lot of the other women they had there was no bother with. Um and also, can I just point out, a lot of the other women had had more stereotypical things that would mean they might struggle with their health, for yeah. example, disability. You know, yes. th- that doesn't mean they're not healthy, but nobody's no. having a go at them, even though no. you could you could argue from a logical standpoint that that might mean that they would struggle yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, it's so true. It's so, and, and like there was, you know, there was all different perspectives in there, but um, obviously the small, there were some people who might define themselves as plus size but they were on the slow on the on the smaller side of plus and yeah basically Jess and I just got ripped and it, they mm. you know people uh started making these videos the first one I'm not going to name him because I don't want to give him any airtime on this because sure he he just loves that because I'm clearly sure that's why he started it but the, he there was one particular famous person that's well known for being to, for making like a, p- aggressive assumptions about people and making what he thinks as like um straight talking videos which yeah, yeah. is just you, you can just say well known for being a dick it's fine yeah like well it's... known for being a dick yeah, um yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um he he just basically made a video where he used a picture of me and he just held me up there for a lot of the time just basically like it was very demoralizing like it was very um embarrassing for me but which that I don't know why, whether I internalized that embarrassment, but it became very embarrassing because it was like that people were like, they, they were just, they were often, and it happened later on in TV shows, which I'll talk about a bit later, but just holding up an image and being like, this is wrong. And it, like, it was almost like I was in a classroom where they would like put up like an example of like, what is a breaking of a rule? It was just yeah. very like, I, it was awful. Um, well, that's what I mean I, about not hearing any of those conversations with people, no. like with you. It's just, no. just being talked about, not actually exactly. talked with. Yeah, and a lot of the conversation was led around the idea of like, you know, this is not true. Like, this isn't healthy. This is unhealthy. And we, by promoting this, we are saying that we should just accept everything and um, accept people being overweight and blah, 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 without realizing that, there was so much nuance that I'd actually discussed inside of the magazine. And you know how I feel about this whole, the whole conversation about promoting obesity anyway. I just think there's no such thing as promoting a natural human being. Like I'm, it's just very strange, but I didn't actually respond because I was like on literally holding myself, like I'm going to respond to this. And I thought, no, I'm not giving him my time. I'm not going to give it. I don't, I don't owe anyone an explanation this is what's happened. And if you don't like it, then tough shit, basically, quite frankly, because it got to the point where I was just so upset with people then making it about all the controversy that it ruined everything about the the idea behind it, which was to talk about the different understandings of well-being and wellness and what that means for mm. different people. And mm. I've spoken very openly before about this, about how I think that the wellness world and the well-being world and the health and all of that is completely exclusionary of people in larger bodies. And it's like, we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. It's like, you, like if you go to the gym or 
and are in the gym, people make fun of you for being in there. You've seen memes being made of people on on um, treadmills, and they, oh, look at this, like look at the state of this, or um, why come to the gym, like you know, or make fun of like women who um, choose like not to do the gym, or you know, like there's just a lot of bullying as always. It always comes yeah. down to bullying, yeah. I think. And it was just irrit- It was just really upsetting because I was just like, you didn't read everything I said, like about my journey personally with wellness and like how hard it has been all my life to feel like I deserve to take care of myself, if that makes sense. And I just was yeah. saying that no matter what situation you're in, it's okay for you to show up and be treated like a human being and be respected. And like as a person that you know has had an eating disorder for a long time of my life it's been really hard to be taken seriously in a larger body for someone to say that, that to even say that I have have that and so it was just yeah. really upsetting because and the, as you saw I know you commented about his I know you did a, a rebuttal to him but it was just like what's the point he just he's just doing it to be like he doesn't care about people. Like the way he went, the way he responded, I was like, "You don't care about anybody. You don't care about anybody. You just wanna, you just want everyone to like praise you for being a, a, you know, what he was deeming as like straight talking and like you know, say it how it is type thing." But it's like, how can you say it as it is when you don't know what it is? <laughs> you don't like. How can you say that? It's like you don't have it. You don't know me. So how can you say that? And I felt like particularly with with Jessamine as well. You know. Like, she's an incredible, like, yoga teacher. She can do things with her leg that I couldn't even imagine. Like, she is an amazing person. And she is, like, dedicated in her space for making room for for a larger body or anybody to explore yoga and the benefits of that, which if you actually research and do the work behind the scenes, you'll realize have incredible benefits for well-being. But it's like... You, know, you you can you can exist, but you just can't exist on the in the media, and no one can see you. You can have you could. It's basically you're saying like it's fine, but but it's not fine. Do you know what I mean? You can be plus size, but you can't be plus size on Cosmo. And but it's just like, what's you, the point? As, as long as you admit that you're not healthy ever, it's fine. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll allow you to exist, but you you're not allowed to ever use the word healthy because yeah, the health word because that makes thing. me. Yeah, because that makes me feel uncomfortable, right? It's yeah. that's the thing. It's it from what I saw, it tended to the 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 black the um the backlash tended to come from the the standard voices. It it's always the same. It you know, it's no one it's no one different. Um it's always um athletic, standard standard, you know, stereotypically athletic, thin looking um men, usually, um, who who have decided that and and okay let's let's have a little bit of compassion for one second here they are subject to just and don't don't get me wrong i don't like these people i find them incredibly abhorrent in the way that they discriminate against people but they are subject to the same societal values as you and i are mm. they are subject to the same um the same taught fear of getting fat the same um the 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 same concerns the same thought patterns the same processes when it comes to food where they will whether they are willing to admit it or not they will pick 
foods based on their likelihood of making them put on weight or not or what they believe that to look like or that to be i i can see a lot of a massive amount of insecurity in the people that that talk about this topic in that way who decide that it makes themselves feel better to abuse right i've it's something that is is always a standard thing when people who bully right people who bully tend to be almost always insecure um, and they tend to be cowards and that's not like an accusation it, it just is they tend to be afraid of what people are going to think of them if they are if they act themselves and they tend to be very insecure about who they are and it's a it's a reaction mechanism it's this it's this just lashing out and the problem that i see with with people like that who have a large following on social media is it validates their fears and their insecurities it makes them feel better about themselves when they talk about this topic because they have a cohort of people who big them up and praise them for what they call straight talking mm. um so as much as it is abhorrent i just it's still it, oh, just, it makes me so sad he, he even said in his caption like i used to take steroids or something it's like you actively admit admitting that you do stuff like that to your body but somehow i'm unhealthier than you because i've got more visceral fat than you like it's it's what's the difference like what's the difference between you going out and doing a line of coke at the weekend but me not but me having more visceral fat like i don't this is where the nuance is it's just so frustrating and like the thing is i i, I really struggle in general like, and i spoke about this on on tally's podcast i was saying I find it so hard sometimes when we that we live in these extreme situations where it's so extreme, like there's no nuance in the middle. It's like you either think this or you think that and there's nothing in between. It's like, I don't, honestly, I don't care if you think that about me, but why do you have to erase my experience? Why do you have to take away something that was a pride moment for me and for other people to see something different than what they usually see? And what does it matter that, you know, they, by him saying this is healthy, like, I I will say one thing, and I've said it to Cosmo team, I didn't know they were going to use that term, and I don't think they were particularly wrong in using that term, but it was a, dev like, the word health in itself is loaded, it's a very loaded word, so it, I, it, it was going to rile people up, and that, sure. I, I think that's fine to say, and I don't, I don't, I, you know, I'm very open with that, I do get that, especially because on the other side, it might have riled people up, because they're like, actually, why is it Matt? Why are we talking about health at all anyway? Because like I think health in itself is like you know there are lots of people that aren't healthy and will never be healthy because they have chronic illnesses or long term diseases or whatever. Um, it doesn't make them morally better. It doesn't make a person morally better if they're more healthy. So I think in general it was a loaded term. Well, it's still it's still associated the phrase with a look, right? If you didn't mm. read the inside of the magazine, exactly. like it it's still it still made an assumption about health based on what someone looked like even though it was the opposite to what people usually make an assumption about health yeah. with right people usually assume health looks thin um mm. but it and again of the 11 women no one cared about the other nine they're no. just, they're just, they're which just is, that was about... proof of it all that was proof of it all that was so, yeah, proof of it all exactly. because it was I like mean, I mean, there were women in there that had would have a higher bmi because they were they are plus size but they don't they're not as big as me they're not quite as big as me you know and that was what that's where it's like mm, this isn't making sense because and it's funny because this is this has come up again recently because um 
with people being uh, responding to being an irritated by plus size people getting vaccines before others. And it's like, you say, you always drum into us that the BMI is the biggest thing. And then when we listen to the BMI, and it gives us a chance to be on a list higher above someone to be protected, you then say, no, they're not, they're not even that unhealthy. Like, why should they get that? I'm in more need. It's like, yeah, make you your mind up. You can't, you you can't decide. have it both ways. You cannot you, have it both ways. And this, and this is, this is why I, I personally think that the, the, the most important conversation to be having at the moment is, is the conversation around why people think that weight is a personal responsibility. Yeah. Um, and why people think that health is a personal responsibility. Because here's, here's the thing, right? If, if there, if um, we've had conversations in the past, uh, we we had conversations. I, I seem to remember a cafe that we went and met in um, a few. Maybe maybe that was a few that years was, ago, actually, quite a while ago now. That was on the podcast um, the day we did the podcast. We went and worked in prep for a bit together. Do you remember? No, before that, there was, was another cafe that we met in in, uh, in Kingston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go, round there, um, where we had this conversation around around the 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 nuances of how how um fat tissue can or cannot influence health right yeah um and so the 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 point of these conversations shouldn't be to try and argue away some form of science to be like you can like you can literally be any size ever on the spectrum of incredibly skinny to to really really big and there is no reason whatsoever that we should ever be considering health that's not the conversation because that's no. that's disingenuous it also that's bad health care too right because Absolutely. if somebody is at a higher risk of a certain condition if they truly are and it's not just an assumption based on stigma if they truly are then then they need better care and we had this conversation um, do you remember because that was yeah. why you reached out to me because you said it was originally funny this what a full circle but it was because i repost i spoke about an issue with test um, someone was being horrible to test holiday about her cosmo yeah. cover and i yeah. was angry and i responded saying doesn't matter if someone's healthy or not and it, it and ultimately that conversation is between a doctor and, an, and a patient like and i'm not outright denying science like i will happen i agree that there are there are in cases and situations there is yes heart disease exists yes diabetes exists but they also exist in small people they also in exist in thin people it's yeah, not like there's, it's, nuance, there's there. nuance there and it's 100%. like i even if there are more people like i'm not denying that i'm not denying that at all but i think what i've always struggled with is that like i genuinely and i this is my personal belief and my my belief in this is that if we were if we had more of a balanced understanding and a more general understanding of food and a better relationship with food from the very beginning and i'm talking like from the very beginning we would have a lot a lot less health issues in the future i know that genetics come into play and that's always going to be the case mm. as well but in general i think that and we me, would still have diverse body sizes and we would still have to buy exactly yeah. this, that's isn't, what I mean. this isn't saying that no, everyone would suddenly no. be thin like, I, <laughs> no that's what i'm trying to say but i also do think and i think it's fair to say because i this is something i even brought up on the podcast of, with with tally as well but it's like I also think that this idea of thinking that it's that every fat person or every person in a larger body is actually okay with themselves in that place 
is not true either because I get a lot of messages and I brought it up on my podcast about people that are in pain or not even just in pain but I was saying like just navigating the world in a larger body is harder like yeah. I've learned to navigate it in a way that I'm confident and I still do things regardless but doesn't mean it's pain-free or stress-free for me it doesn't because when I get on a flight it, it's uncomfortable people make me feel uncomfortable I've been treated rudely or badly on on planes sometimes restaurants I feel uncomfortable if the seat doesn't fit me I am abused in the street verbally I'm abused on the internet verbally you know I've I know people who have been physically attacked sexually assaulted because of their weight there are things which people will just absolutely never understand. So this this concept also of being like that we can never talk about weight loss or intentional weight loss for some people because some people just, even though we know that that isn't always the right answer for everybody, but we have to understand what people are going through to, to, to feel they need to. And everybody is in their own body, which is what brings me back to this subject because it's like, Everybody knows themselves. I know how I feel in my physical body, but Dan can't ever understand. I could say to him, oh, I'm, my, I'm really, like, I feel really inflamed today or something's aching. He might go, oh, are you okay? What can I do for you? But he's never going to be able to feel that physical pain that I'm in or whatever. Mm. And it's just so hard that we always just think that we know best about other people. And it's like, why don't you just stop assuming and start, listening to other people's points of view and that's what I find with these conversations very difficult because the people who make the hot takes they don't care about the opposing view they only want to say what they want to say and they just want to believe what they want to believe irregardless of all the other information the same way they spout you can't deny science you it's like you can't deny feelings you can't deny ex exact truth like uh, how a person physically feels yeah. but not not to contradict the science but to go alongside like that it's that there exactly. is there is there is so much here that is completely ignored from the conversation yeah. that that and, and again I, I still think it comes back to that to that assumption of personal responsibility where people will go well you're a, a you you might be at a higher risk of this and to bring it back to the vaccines mm. you know okay so there's a lot of conversation to be had around the um the the deficiencies that the research has in regards to linking body weight and covid risk yeah. and how none of it takes into account socioeconomics which is a humongous flaw um however let's say for a second that there is an increased risk a definite a, a definitive mm. increased risk of being unwell from covid right yeah um of course that should mean that you get the vaccine first of course like that's not yeah. complicated. No. We, the, the, the point of the vaccines is to put people into risk groups and to give the vaccines based on risk groups. And the people that are now complaining that BMI is a category for, for, for COVID vaccines. And again, I don't fully agree that that, is the, that that is entirely accurate. But if it means that people who are actually more likely to be subject to bad medical care less likely to go to the hospital early when they get symptoms because they are used to being stigmatized for their size and so end up with worse conditions because the fact they don't go because of the stigma there are so many different things that mean that people at a higher body weight end up with worse medical conditions not and not directly linked to their weight I am all for them getting vaccines early all for it because we have such an a, an assumption that 
again, the personal responsibility, we have this assumption that people just aren't trying hard enough to change something and therefore it's all just on you. Like we, you're not allowed to say this is healthy because that takes away the responsibility you should have to be a good yeah. example to society. Uh, it's, does that, does, I'm that actually, does that kind of... Yeah, I'm actually going to share something quite vulnerable now. Probably the first, I wasn't ever going to do this, but I feel like it's appropriate to say. So during this whole situation with Cosmo, before before it was announced and released, and I saw, I did actually see it before it was announced and released. I saw the title I actually went, I actually anticipated this because of the title. And obviously I have no say on asking if things can be changed. And I I, I just had a a panicked feeling about what was going to happen. And it, it all came true. <laughs> I self-manifested it for myself, but it all came true. Um, well, and you've so, seen this stuff before. It's I'd not seen this stuff before. Yeah. And so I knew it was going to happen. So, um, and because of this, I was so paranoid I don't know why. I just got so paranoid that I decided to go and pay for a private health MOT for myself so that I could prove to myself that I was I was safe and that I was not actually unhealthy or whether I was actually unhealthy and that I was living in some sort of denial. Um, and I was in a really dark place. And I honestly, in a way, I'm glad I did it because... I, I didn't want to put that on the NHS anyway, but you know, I say I saved up a lot to do that. And um I went and I had it done and it was a full a full health MOT which involved blood tests, thyroid tests, kidney tests, liver function, a smear test, a breast examination, a fitness test, um, you know, all all of it and, and an hour mm. with a GP. And I got my blood results of that and I was adamant that I was, I had convinced myself based off of what everyone else had been telling me all over the years that I was and would and had heart disease on the way and I was somehow pre-diabetic and I was neither of those things. My ECG came back completely clear and healthy. I wasn't pre-diabetic. I wasn't actually anywhere close to pre-diabetic. My percentage calculation for potentially having diabetes in the next 10 years was just seven percent um based on genetics and all these other factors that come into play mm. and i actually after i did it i was like i can't i've had to do this to feel like i did to prove to these people and it was like really hard i actually felt quite emotional about it because i'm like it's so awful that i let myself get sucked into that and feel like that I and I had so much anxiety and paranoia about the, the thing coming, and I was genuinely regretting it. Like I knew that it was coming. I knew that, and I knew, and then I knew it was coming. And it did happen the way exactly I thought. It was on mm. Good Morning Britain. They put me on every channel. There was pictures of me on every single TV channel. Like I just sat there as they like. There was one they actually invited me on, and um. I, when I thought I was going on, it was going to be a positive one. It was what I thought was a really positive TV show, which was Steph's Pack Lunch. And um, I was going to go on it just on Zoom um, or on, on, you know, over video. Um, and then they were like, yeah, so we're going to be bringing someone on to debate. And I was like, oh, I thought this was about, like, a positive. And they were like, oh, no, we've brought someone on to debate you um, about why fat is bad and thin is good. And I was like, what are you actually talking about? And I got like so upset and so worked up. And I just I just thought like, there's nothing I'll ever do. Like I could literally get on that TV show and say, well, I went to see a doctor and actually the doctor told me that my the major concern for her was my mental health and not my physical health. 
And I had all this stuff and there was stuff that, yes, of course, I'm not in perfect, complete, perfect health, but who honestly is? Like, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing which I realized was like, and I know me and I know that there are things I want to work on with my health and well-being, like, you know, more movement, like making sure I take care of my mental health, prioritizing that, getting support for my eating disorder, continuing mm. on that pathway. But it just felt so like it was just so jarring that I had did that. I had to do that for essentially for people. And even though I never spoke about it, this is the first time I spoke about it because I decided against it. But it felt like really, it just felt quite upsetting knowing that I went through that and I put myself through that um, during a time when, you know, I was already nervous to go to the doctors anyway because of COVID. Um, And actually the the doctor was very, very nice to me. She she also worked in the NHS and she said, and we spoke in depth about this issue, about um, my fear of being judged in the doctors and, you know, how I hadn't gone for a while because of these things and she just said that this is just this is just not okay and she agreed that like there's a real gap and people are falling through um yeah. and health is worsening because of this not because of people's weight is as, as, as such like you know stress and anxiety they have a a, a a negative impact on people's well-being and so it was just interesting and i just I just wish people just could know how much their words and what they do and what they say have an impact in in real people's lives. Um, Mm. It just makes me feel like I don't want to continue. I don't know if I can continue doing this work because I just find myself, every time I see someone rip me apart and judge me and, and say these things, I start to believe them. I mean, I don't believe that's fitness guy, but I, it's hard when you see doctors and stuff do it as well. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, I it's, I, I think, I, firstly, it sounds like you, you actually had a really lovely doctor who yeah. saw you, which, which is great. Um, because that's, that's not the norm. Um, not that all doctors are not lovely, but I mean, it's not the norm for, a fat woman to go to the doctor and not be and not have all these assumptions made about their health um I was speaking to uh I was speaking to Meg Boggs um on the last podcast and she was saying that when she was um when she was going for her uh, pregnancy checkups uh they they kept her much much longer than anybody else to do her blood pressure because they refused to believe that her blood pressure was normal and they kept just doing her blood pressure because they were like no this can't be right um and they just kept kept doing it. They did it so many times until eventually they were like, "Oh well, I, I guess it's normal then." Uh, so it's, you know, the, these things are the 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 negative health impacts of weight stigma and weight discrimination are huge. It's like it's not a joke, um, and you know, people like I I don't understand why. I mean. Again, we had this whole conversation about compassion earlier and I do understand why, but also at the same time, part of my brain is just like, why are you, why do some people still choose to just ignore that whole conversation in lieu of wanting to spout, to spout stuff that makes themselves feel better again still? Um, there, there's, there's, no, there's no regard for, for mental health is a huge yeah. thing. Like you, you, you it, it is you know i it's it's a weird thing to say i don't know whether i should say it i guess but i i'm now i'm saying it now so i 
personally i would probably if i had to choose i would rather have poor physical health than poor mental health of the two like i don't even even if i couldn't fix either yeah and it's a weird thing to say i don't know why i'm i don't know no, if i know what helpful, you mean but... because i think with mental health it's all encompassing and it's just like it's it's it is sometimes unbearable to not when it's your mind like it, your mind is so linked to your body as well like i genuinely yeah. feel like i feel yeah, yeah. i feel pain through my mental health like i i feel yeah. it in so many ways and i just I just, I've, I've over explained myself so many times. Like, I've been doing this since 2012 before there was anyone talking, you know, I, before I was born, no, I'm <laughs> before anyone was talking about positivity in this kind of way, like I've been, you know, with others, obviously before me as well, to make that clear, I wasn't the first one by any means, but you know, it's, it, it is really hard. And I, I just am learning now that I am. I have to do what's best for me, whatever that may yeah. be. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not justifying anything. Like I would never. I would never. I try and like. It's like weird that I wanted to share that with you because I was adamant that I was never going to share that because I was like, it's my personal life. But I felt like I do feel like it's important to people to know that I am. I do take my health seriously. Not that I have to prove this, but it's like I do. Yeah care no, about my you health mean. you know and well it's if like, you have so many people constantly telling you that you're not you want to justify it right? yeah it's and like... I want I wanted to because I honestly was like what if I literally I had a, a thought in my head what if I am delusional and also I had it wasn't the first time that I had people like I, I, I had a situation where there's people that had commented on my weight say how much weight I'd gained and it was over lockdown and it, it, it you know it was hard and I think people don't realize when you have a platform and uh you know seeing people watch your you watch you watch your changes watch what you're doing it like it does it does affect you and i think hmm. what i what i went through with cosmo i went through in in lockdown i couldn't go hug a friend i couldn't see anyone from my family it was just me and dan and it was really hard for me like that day when um i watched the documentary at the the, uh episode where they aired like uh, in the morning like uh, Piers Morgan had been discussing it and I they'd asked me on and I de declined obviously um and then that afternoon I I saw it and I just was I spent like the whole day crying just like it was just awful and I like why am I getting upset about it um I just like cried all day and I just thought I just regretted doing it and I just thought like I just I was like stuck indoors like in lockdown and um I yeah. was I don't know why I'm crying on this one I I wasn't on the other I talk, I spoke about this before but I don't know why I'm particularly crying on this one but yeah I just it was just like um really hard for me to feel like the whole world was mocking me for my size and that no matter what I do about it I will never be what people want of me and it's just hard because then on the other side you people say weight loss is bad that's bad for you wait the staying the way you are is bad for you you know it's like it feels like when you're my when you're larger like there's absolutely no winning so it was a lot to deal with and I uh what was meant to be a very special moment of my career did have a sour taste to it but I'm trying mm -hmm. to remain positive and be like it was a brilliant opportunity and I learned a lot from it which was just that like at this stage like nothing I would do or say is ever going to make anyone change their point of view but um 
in a way like actually been able to go and do a full MOT like that was really helpful for me because I was able to see that um you know I was able to get some support really and actually have someone say to me like have a doctor say like this is not like this what you're putting yourself through is absolutely not okay um and you don't like you she she actually actually said like you clearly have a lot of health anxiety um and it's it's not what you think it is it's not as bad as you think it is and you you know you and you don't owe anybody that you know she and she reminded me very much of what she said what goes on between the doors of a doctor's is between a doctor and a patient it's not it's nothing to do with anyone else um and so but yeah it's just it's coming yeah it's just very interesting and I think health in general like I think also just because of covid watching people get very sick and you know and obviously seeing the news about BMI and things and you do feel like a bit of a burden like you still you do feel like you're you know you're the delusional one and that everyone else is right and you're wrong um you're you're not a burden to clarify (laughs) I know you don't need me to say that but you you are not you are not and I and I know that you will you know at at some point obviously at some point you will stop doing the work that you're doing whether that's whether that's in the near future or whether that's a long long time down the line um you I, whenever that is please know that you have made a huge difference with the people that have seen the stuff that you're doing yeah no matter and and again you you have to look after yourself right mm. if you if it getting to a point where it is it is actually unhealthy for you yeah. to be continuing to do that work the the there's irony in the fact I'm using that word, but that's the point, <laughs> right? Yeah. If it if it is actually unhealthy for you to be con because it is unhealthy for you. Not not yeah. is it unhealthy for you? It is unhealthy for you to be constantly seeing people degrade you, be be making like what are essentially hit pieces, using you as an example to yeah. spout their their fat phobic nonsense. Uh, the point in which that is no longer it, that's no longer outweighed by the positives. Yeah. Please don't feel like you're please don't feel like you're letting people down by by take by stepping yeah. back. Yeah. Because... And I just I feel glad that I'm able to be honest about it because I don't think I I often think that I have to put up a, a happy facade that like I'm body positive and I'm always positive about it and it's like it's it's not like that. It's it's hard and there are times when I feel very isolated and that mm. no matter what my choice is I feel like I as I said I feel very unsure about even what I believe myself because you just you do absorb it the energy you take from that is like you do absorb people's projections on you and I expect as I said like there was times when there was a few doctors that did it I mean I'm able to make differentiation like for example Candice Owen shared it and I was like whatever because I just think she's an absolute (laughs) like Uh... she's just she's just extreme and and I think genuinely I just would accept that as that person's it has extreme points of view which are ridiculous um so but then it's like hard when you know there's people who are doctors who are like I'm a doctor and I don't you know it does feel quite personal then it feels like you know and especially because I value the truth in doctors and that's why I've always you know I think that's why you're so well respected in in this arena because I think having being a doctor has a sense of authority so it's like you're able to say that and I I saw you post the other day about how you feel quite lonely because when you speak about this subject that you're also often out there on your own on the limb where a lot of people don't believe 
what you were saying and I I appreciate that and I actually said like underneath I said you know I hope one day people look back at you and wish that they had been on board because ultimately what you're saying is I'm not denying science it doesn't really matter health isn't you know health is not a moral obligation and we should ultimately focus on caring for people Hmm. as their utmost importance but unfortunately People don't see that saying horrible things is not nice and actually very not good for people's mental health. But, you know, no one, no one wins. No, and no no one one wins in this situation. And I do, I do, I do, as I, as time goes on, it feels like it's never going to go away because, you know, an eating disorders on the rise and being in a, being in a larger body and eating disorder in itself is so hard to get support for because often, you know, mm. I've been in and out of doctor surgeries and been told that I should just go to Simmon World or I should just go on this and that. And I've, I've, I 1000% know I do not have, I've, you know, I've been working really hard over the last year, particularly in the beginning of this year to re get a better relationship with my food, with food because I've have such a momentous relationship with food um and that's bringing back to what I originally started saying was that I wish if I could rewind all the years I think if I if we all as a society put less weight on um eating and what you eat and restriction and diets and all of this I do think people would be in a happier place I definitely think Mm -hmm. from my personal perspective being on and off of um restrictive diets like when I say restricted diets I'm using that particular term because I think there are some extremely dangerous diets out there cabbage soup diets slim fast Cambridge diet juice plus um even cinnamon world like I often think about how much disordered behavior I have from cinnamon world about how I never used Mm. to eat an avocado because it had such high sins or I couldn't have oil on anything which olive oil is so good for you it's full of good fats it's so it's really good for your body and for your well-being and that you know even to the points where cinnamon world would say that you shouldn't exercise too much because it builds muscle and that will put weight on so it's like stuff that's so disordered but you just normalize it and don't know it's a very it's very hard but i i want i hope and i want and that's what we're doing with the conference corner really is is trying to form a space where we are able to make space for this where we're able to have these nuanced conversations in private because we realize that not everyone like i'm sure many other people will probably feel upset because i get messages all the time that from upset people who are going through so much with this Especially now that the memes are coming fast and steady about how you know they have to you ha- they have to look a certain way coming out of lockdown and you know a lot of people would have put on weight during this and yeah, it's truly I have. yeah I mean you know not not that I'm like the plumb lines like oh well if I have everyone <laughs> has but I'm just just adding to that yes yes yeah. they have lots of people have I know and it's and I just think oh. but also we're alive exactly like you know we have we are we are living through a fucking global pandemic yeah and if the worst thing that happens is that we weigh a little bit more than we used to on the scales at the end of it then that's absolutely fine exactly like, you know we we have food is not just fuel it is comfort as well yeah that's not something we should be pretending is not the case food has been comforting at times for me during oh lockdown. absolutely and food, food all... has so much joy don't you think yeah like, yeah, so yeah. joyful 
Yeah, I mean, you you pit you picture a happy moment with your family. It's usually usually if you if you I know not everyone has lots of them, but they're usually around the dinner table. They're usually food related. They or a barbecue or a you know a restaurant, party where everyone's sitting and meal. eating or a restaurant. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's food is just food is just so wonderful, and it I, I agree with you. It's such a shame that we have such a we have such a a just tortured relationship with it because. Yeah it is so because we we grow up with such an unhealthy obsession with with what we look like and trying and judging any behavior that we do based on whether or not it might have the potential to change weight yeah if it has the potential to change weight in in a you know in an upward direction then that behavior is bad and it's you know, and you know what? Like sitting and having food that is comforting during an incredibly stressful time that is affecting your mental health, that is not bad. No. That is that is a survival mechanism that we have. And if of course, if the only way that you that you help your mental health is is with food, if it becomes something that is a reliance, then obviously that can be long term, that can be detrimental. Mm. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking no. about living through a global pandemic. Absolutely. Like this, for the, this, for the this, average this. everyday person. I think that's the thing I've, I would like to say is like, you know, it's, it's okay. And I'm glad that I am at this point in my life where it's okay to be able to assess what is healthy and unhealthy in your life. When I say that, I mean, what is serving you and what is doing damage to you, i.e. Mm. for me, it's always been binge eating. And when I say binge eating, I mean, you know, harmfully eating foods with no conscious understanding of what the food is, how it feels, no sense of fullness, purge, restriction, binge, purge, restriction, binge. That, that is different and that isn't healthy. Mm. When you're using food as a form of comfort, which is more than happy, and you do that, that's fine. But it, when it becomes a uh, what I like to refer to as a numbing technique, a, numb, yeah. a way to numb other feelings and other problems, that's when it's yeah. an issue. And I think yeah. it's okay. Not just food. It no, could be any, anything. Any, anything that's used in anything. that manner. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Anything. And that's the thing, again, when it comes down to it, I, I once heard someone say, I don't know exactly who said it, but it's like, I think it was actually maybe Tess Hardy that wrote this, but it was um, just because I wear my vice on my body doesn't mean that other people don't have them. It's like because when you, like someone else said this, I don't know, I'm just coming up with all these things, but someone also said one, my friend Kelly once said, when you, if you're an alcoholic, for example, when you're an alcoholic, you can choose to go through recovery and choose to never put yourself in a situation where you're near alcohol or choose to drink alcohol ever again in your life. You can choose that. But when you're in food, when you're in an eating disorder recovery, food is, you have to still have it. You have to still yeah. eat food. It's still part of your everyday. It's still part of your life. It's still part of joy. It's even still part of sadness and grief. Like in many cultures, sharing of food is a huge, massive part of the grieving process. Yeah. So it's, and so it's hard. And I wish people would understand that. And I think we have, we associate everything with health and well-being, and my view is, is like, if we get to the point where we encourage people to move more, eat as, you know, eat as nutritionally diverse, rainbow colored, delicious food, and also incorporate comfort and, and things that food that brings us joy and incorporate mental health check-ins, well-being, 
finding people in your, having people in your life, having a purpose, all those other little bits, people don't think are that important, but are huge. Um, getting to that point. And if, if weight loss is a byproduct of that, fair play, who cares? But if you are actively thinking everything's wrong with me and I will never be happy until I'm size 10, that's just, that's just not true. That's never going to happen. You're never going to fix the problems because internally the work isn't done because there's so yeah. much going on and there's so much things and, and you'll just find another coping mechanism. You'll just, you just move from one to another. Um, but it, I do find that it's hard to people to be understood. Um, I try my best as a person in a larger body to also give space and hold space for people who are not in the same place as me or are actively, you know, struggle with that concept. And I think that's okay. And I think it's important we do that um, and hopefully be more understanding. But we just, unfortunately, as a society, we're not understanding. We're very rigid with our thoughts. We don't offer any nuance. We don't give people this chance or understanding or, you know, it wasn't like that guy messaged me and said, I'm a personal trainer, I'll give you some free personal training. Like I saw a TikTok the other day was like, if you, you're promoting obesity and someone said, well, buy me a Peloton, put your money where your mouth is, buy me a Peloton. And I thought it was so funny because it's like, it's a joke, you know, but I don't know. Or just, al- or just allow people in larger bodies to have appropriate workout clothes, maybe. Oh, like, that you could know. be a little start. Didn't yeah, you think? yeah, yeah. Just like, just, just, just a little, just a little tiny, put it all, if you give them an inch, they'll take oh, everything. But even that, it. even that, when we had that whole night controversy or Nike, yeah, whatever you call it, just, but oh, um, it's just, it was, it's just ridiculous. And it, it proves the point time and time again, that, that it's not, that it's not about people actually caring about well-being it's caring about it's people caring about their assumption of what they believe health should look like yeah and that's the problem um and oh i'm just i'm i think i i feel like we could talk for hours and hours and hours and i might have to i might have to get you back for another one um, yeah, at some I, did. Point. I did love um, this i feel like i've had a bit of a therapy <laughs> session actually but you know well, what d- it's good to then know i will have to send you a bill <laughs> send me a bill at the end but um no it's it it does feel it does feel great to be able to talk to someone i know, I know we spoke many times about this and i obviously how much we appreciate appreciate the work that you do doing and stuff and i did see that you shared cosmo stuff i know i know that um i didn't really respond to it because i was just in such a place where I was like I can't <laughs> and I also yeah. think I know that you didn't like I think almost you didn't draw my attention to it because I knew that you knew that there was a lot and it was like almost yeah, I had a feeling <laughs> so I, yeah exactly so and I think that's that's the thing it's like I appreciate so many of us appreciate the work where people are coming forward and I, I see it more and more there's a whole like host of like PTs who have created a group which is like a called against weight bias and they start trying to push for like requirements in when working within fitness for like weight bias training almost. And I think that mm. there are a lot of people that are doing great things and it's not all bad and that, you know, look, people change. You even said yourself, like while well, you thought many years ago is, is different. I am not yeah. the same person as I thought. I used to be on that know. side myself of, exactly. of believing that weight was a personal responsibility of having internalized all the weight stigma I'd experienced and, you know, believing those stereotypes for myself and believing those stereotypes about other people. Like yeah. it, people, people can change. And I don't, I don't, I'm not ready to give up anytime soon. That's good. Um, <laughs> by any means. No, and, but again, good. like I said to you earlier, if you need to take time, yeah, that is not, that is not you giving up. 
don't 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 think that taking time is the same as giving up and therefore you can't do yeah. it. that is not the same thing well right? i so think you... i think for me what i decided was that i would just put some boundaries in place about you know i'm happy to share yeah. you know i share so much now with my cooking and you know all these other nice things my cycle my like local cycles and i've been like you know doing all nice lovely fun things and I, i'm doing more of that because i'm kind of tired of um talking about it i'd rather just show people yeah. how i'm navigating taking care of myself and by doing yeah. that i'm you know by going for a swim or going wild swimming or going for a bike ride once a day or you know going on my new obsession which is like last year i picked elderflower and made elderflower um cordial and um, cooking nice. yeah like just <laughs> getting in nature more like doing all those things like for me if i'm sharing that Hmm. By association, I'm saying this is a great thing and if I can do it, you can do it. And so I'm sort of naturally just imparting that without being like, here's the answer, here's the fix or here's, or, or making everything a debate because honestly, I have had to say to myself that sometimes part of being, part of well-being and taking care of your mental health is not arguing with people that are determined to not ever hear your point of view so at some point I have to make that decision for myself where I say I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna justify myself and you know in time they'll learn because I'm sure in time I I always want to ask people and say I always want to message them and say do you have anyone in your family that's plus size I guarantee you one of your family members is plus size and would you say this about them but they wouldn't but it's but just... I also guarantee that that they probably would because that person has probably internalized yeah. all of the stigma they've experienced and probably believe all those things about themselves as well and, and are self-deprecating that's true and you know it's 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 part and parcel with with why we need to be challenging this stuff so much because it, it not you as you said yourself you internalized the thoughts that you must actually be unhealthy and so you went and got that that full MOT yeah. because you started believing the things that people said about you even though you knew that that wasn't necessarily true again health is complex and going for a full MOT I don't know if what would come up if I went for one yeah I don't want to I don't want to know maybe I should yeah but, um yeah I just look, I actually I, I'm actually glad I did it and I I don't obviously don't you can't get them in the NHS they're not they don't do that in the NHS um you can ask for certain things but for the majority of it yeah, I think yeah, yeah. you know I did it and I'm not regretful of it I think it was the right thing and I'm almost glad so I could understand where my body is and what's going Mm. on but it was what what got out most of it truly was her saying to me you might need some mental health support more more mental health support um and to say that you know to say it's okay that you have an eating disorder it's okay we can talk about this Mm. um and that that was really what I think I took from it um and actually I hope people do that I hope people think about reaching out to the, to well, if they need to, to reach out to, to their doctors and get support. Because as you said, people fall through the cracks. They aren't getting help. They aren't asking for help because they're scared of being a burden. But no one is a burden. Everyone deserves to be taken care of. And, and, and this country has a national health service for a reason. And that's why we're the... In, in, and I, I, I would like to assume that a doctor would rather see somebody and deal with their issues than to not but I can't speak for every doctor um but I'm sure of you um but you know just do what do what's best for you I say I always just think like we're living in a world where the only thing you can do for yourself every day is focus on your self and your issues and do what you think is right for you 
But yeah. you don't always have to share that, though. <laughs> no. As in, if you want to no. drink celery juice, don't tell everybody you're drinking celery <laughs> juice, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's okay not to pronounce it to the world. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. But just being kind and open and trying to be more understanding of the fact that we are actually in a very difficult situation is having a huge impact on mental well-being and probably physical well-being as well. And just understanding that we're all going through it, you know. I'm not exclusively mm. the only person that's struggling with mental health during this. I've, you mm. know, in compa- comparison to other people, that, that if that's the worst thing that's happened to me, then I'm a very, very lucky human being. Um that's it. And, uh, you know, that's all you can do is just be open and understanding and try and navigate that. I just hope that uh, if anybody is listening to this that has made a, a controversial hot take on me, that you um, consider re- you consider doing that again or you know, at least thinking about why it's not helpful. 